0: Welcome to Flirting with Bitcoin. I'm your host, Mondana Yusefi, and this is my boo, Ian Reese. Listener, you're probably wondering why I thought the world needed another podcast.
1: I know I am.
0: For years, I've been trying to figure out how I can package this man up for the public. Ian is a very curious person and spends a lot of his free time learning. Whatever the topic is, he'll sit down. I think at first starts with like an internet search and then he goes down those YouTube rabbit holes, but ultimately he goes and buys books and he sits and reads them and then goes on to explore what different thought leaders today are saying about the topic. This isn't biased quick Google searches. I see him perform actual research. I'm talking about history Science, financial systems, social injustice, and the amount of knowledge he holds on these topics allow him to connect dots on a story that often a news article has completely missed. It's not to say that Ian is only thinking about Bitcoin, but so often when something happens, he's able to pull it into the broader context of what it can mean for Bitcoin.
1: Yeah, you know, I like to say, I didn't go to college, but that doesn't mean that I don't like learning. There's a great quote from a guy named, I think it's Joichi Ito, that I think describes my approach really well. Education is what people do to you. Learning is what you do to yourself. I try to learn something new every day. And when I find something that contradicts the consensus on a given topic, my first thought is, I can't be true, but I don't discount it. I try to learn as much as I can about it. <laughs>
0: I do hear you saying, that can be true, often when it comes to Bitcoin news.
1: Yeah, or usually it's something like, is this really happening?
0: All the time, all the time. But the conversations you initiate with me about Bitcoin are not what people would assume. Like, oh, that valuation just went up this much. We made $300 today. Like, instead, you'll say something like...
1: Yeah, like... um. El Salvador has officially adopted Bitcoin as the country's currency. This is a pretty big deal.
0: Yeah. Or what were you saying? That thing about Miami the other day?
1: Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of Bitcoiners are moving to Miami. I mean, Miami is starting to look like the the Bitcoin capital of the U.S. Um, you know how how long is a flight between Miami and El Salvador anyway?
0: Yeah. So like, there are a lot of things that are happening in the Bitcoin space that are people based. And maybe we'll be personally impacted, maybe we won't, but we have these incredibly interesting conversations and I've always thought it's just such a waste that I'm the only one hearing this information. Ian, you're such a great storyteller. You're a very patient teacher. I know other people would benefit from having someone like you answer our questions and explain this to all of us in a hopefully very digestible way.
1: Yeah, like a nice steak.
0: So if you're someone who is Bitcoin curious, or you have someone in your life who already is into it, your partner, a family member, a business partner, even,
1: or an office rival you want to score a point on like Betsy
0: or or Karen, (laughs) we encourage you to listen to our conversation so that you don't have to hold onto this narrative of, I don't really know much about Bitcoin. I don't really understand that stuff. Let's get to the point where we don't say that about ourselves anymore. Next time someone approaches you and they say something
1: like, What do you know about this crypto? Your
0: response can be, well, I am flirting with Bitcoin. Well, this is the first episode of our podcast. Ian, how are you feeling?
1: Feeling great. Ready to drop some knowledge.
0: <laughs> All right, let's go. Why Bitcoin when there are so many other cryptocurrencies out there? I'm I'm looking at investopedia.com. It's a very highly respected website. And it says that the top 10 uh, cryptocurrencies uh, that are not Bitcoin are Ethereum, Lit, Litecoin, Cardano, Polkadot, Bitcoin Cash. That was a really lazy name. Um, Stellar, Dogecoin, <laughs> Binance Coin, <laughs> Tether, and Monero. Okay. So there are all of these other cryptos out there. Why are we only talking about Bitcoin and, and why are we advising other people to only pay attention to Bitcoin?
1: So when I first started out, Bitcoin wasn't actually the only thing that I was focused on. Um, I actually, when I first started, I was actually very focused on Ethereum because I thought that it had a lot of potential to to disrupt like the current landscape of internet technology, like Twitter and Facebook and all that fun stuff. Um, but as I watched that project evolve over the past five six years, I definitely started to internalize the idea that. If something like Bitcoin is going to exist in the world, it it has to exist as an open source project. It truly can exist as as a project that has central leadership, it has founders, it has people involved that have incentives that are contrary to what Bitcoin's core mission is about, which is decentralized money for the internet.
0: Okay, so you called Bitcoin a project. Why? Why are you calling Bitcoin a project, and not? Um, I don't mean. I what else would it be called?
1: I mean, I don't know the official list, but I, I I can probably rattle off like at least twenty things that people will say Bitcoin is. Right? Bitcoin is money. Bitcoin is a currency. Bitcoin is energy. Bitcoin is all these different things. Right? Um, but at the end of the day, Bitcoin is software.
0: Bitcoin is love. Anyone saying that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> There are. I mean, there's a there's a very big philosophical group of people that are coming to Bitcoin from a philosophical angle. There's a group of people that are coming at Bitcoin from a religious angle. Um, So Bitcoin is this foundational technology. It's this invention. But at the end of the day, it is just software. It is just code. And that's what makes it a project. You know, you've heard of Linux, right? Like Linux is a software project. But the Linux project is literally like in every electronic device that you use. Something from the Linux project is in everything, right? But no one talks about Linux anymore. They talk about microphones and computers and cell phones and stuff like that, right? So Bitcoin is this foundational piece of technology, very similar to Linux. And I believe that over the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years, just like there are a lot of things that are built on top of Bitcoin or on top of Linux. There will be a lot of things that are just built on top of Bitcoin. And for these other cryptocurrency projects, I do not believe that when the dust settles, all the things that are built on any of those other projects will be nearly as close to the amount of technological advancement that will be built on top of Bitcoin, similar to Linux.
0: What I see a lot of people that are publicly talking about crypto, you know, it's like social media, people that I know, they'll say, oh, this this is the one to buy because look, it it, it was this and it's gone up this much. Mm-hmm. Whereas what I see usually uh, on social media about Bitcoin is, oh, look, it fell. Oh, it's fallen again. Oh, it was a bad week for Bitcoin. You know, what do you have to say to to people who are the ones posting those things? But then also, what do you have to say to the people who who aren't doing any crypto mm-hmm and are trying to get into this, why shouldn't they be approaching cryptocurrency more as, you know, a new way to day trade?
1: There's a lot of different disciplines that if the more you learn about Bitcoin, you will probably also either have to learn or want to learn about. And one of the things that Bitcoin does is it changes the incentive structure of finance. I won't go into a lot of detail on that. We can get into detail later. But the other cryptocurrencies, they are still operating under the current set of financial incentives that exist in the world. They have founders, they have investors, they have, um, you know, people that are literally in it to make money on the project itself. And when it comes to Bitcoin, Bitcoin doesn't have any founders, it doesn't have any investors. It doesn't have anyone who's in Bitcoin to make money off the project itself. A lot of the people in the Bitcoin space are building other things, other companies, and just using Bitcoin as its foundational money layer, right? So I build a new eBay and instead of needing PayPal, like eBay needed for it to actually become eBay, I would use Bitcoin, right? Now, what's the big difference between using Bitcoin and PayPal? Well, number one, PayPal works in the current financial system. You swipe a credit card or you give PayPal your credit card, and you got to pay the credit card processors 3%, the seller has to pay 3%. If I had that same transaction on Bitcoin, I don't have that 3% fee. I can have the exact same product, eBay with Bitcoin, eBay without Bitcoin. eBay without Bitcoin, or with Bitcoin, sellers make 2 to 3% more money doing nothing different. Ka-ching. Ka-ching.
0: <laughs> so what do you say then to people who are just trying to make money?
1: Look, I don't knock anybody for making money. You know, before Bitcoin, I was very heavily into, uh, you know, stock trading. And I made, we made a decent amount of money. That's um,
0: right. His money's my money. <sighs>
1: So it is. Yeah,
0: used to it, baby.
1: Um, So I made slash we made a decent <laughs> amount of money on, on Tesla, right? And Tesla, I think, is another example of there were a lot of people that did not believe that Tesla was a thing that could exist. Electric cars, people don't want them, yada, yada, yada. Today, Tesla is trading for adjusted for stock splits. It's trading at like $5,000 a share. And that's simply because... All the people that did not think it could exist are now realizing that it can, and they are pouring all of this money into Tesla. That all happened today, right? What's happening with Bitcoin is very similar to Tesla, except there's not a tangible good, right? Like you don't, you know, one of the things that we always looked at was like, how many Teslas did I see on the road today? And as that number increased, you're like, well, they got to be selling them because they're on the road. With Bitcoin, that hasn't happened yet, right? Bitcoin hasn't gotten to the point where you see a lot of quote-unquote Bitcoin on the road, right? So,
0: and I guess the equivalent of that is we accept Bitcoin.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you know, you I've know, purchased... On I've a made, website
0: or a storefront. Something. I've
1: made two purchases in the past six years using Bitcoin. So coming from the trading world, I see a lot of what happened with Tesla happening with Bitcoin. And what, what people are doing when they're you know, pushing money into projects that aren't Bitcoin intrinsically, I don't knock it because it's like, well, I hope it does go from, you know, pennies to a dollar for you. And I do hope you make a bunch of money in general, but when you are cashing out and you want to take your profits, right? Like you put a hundred dollars in and you're pulling out $10,000. I would argue that you probably want to take the majority of that and buy Bitcoin. Do not bring it back into the dollars that you used to purchase it in the beginning.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is that if you have money to spare, um, money to invest in something, you should be doing it in crypto and ultimately Bitcoin. You shouldn't be putting it back into the U.S. dollar market.
1: Yeah, I think the the key point here is that right now, if you hold cash if you have a savings account with five, ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars and you like you've you've learned over the years that that's how you're supposed to save money. If you hold your money in cash and I hold all of my cash in Bitcoin, in 10 years, my money will be worth more than your money because I held my wealth in something other than the United States dollar. It's a
0: powerful statement, Mr. Reese.
1: This is the beauty of Bitcoin. One of the first aha moments that I had was, and let's say it's back in the day and you were getting one or 2% interest on your money. That would be amazing right now, right? But the bank, is deciding to pay you what's left over after they've made their profit. That is what your interest rate is on your savings account. That is what is left over after they've taken their profit. Now, if you take that same cash and you put it in Bitcoin, if everyone in the world starts to save in Bitcoin, every time you buy Bitcoin that causes the price to appreciate, That appreciation is paying everyone in the world an interest rate. And right now, the interest rate for Bitcoin has been on average over 100% for the last 11 out of the 13 years. So if you had your money in cash for 13 years earning, if you were lucky, 2%, and I had my money in Bitcoin earning, if I'm lucky, 100%, where should you be parking your cash for the next 10 years?
0: I think millions of people would say, but Ian, Bitcoin is down now.
1: (laughs) Bitcoin's only down for a small percentage of people who own Bitcoin. Bitcoin is down for everyone who owns Bitcoin that bought it at a price that's higher than today. But the majority of people, including us, have purchased Bitcoin at least a year ago. And if you bought Bitcoin today, a year ago, you are up like 70%. So when Bitcoin drops 10% in a day, you're just sitting there laughing, <laughs> right? But it took a year. It took the conviction to hold your money in, a, in an asset that went from 9,000, I believe, to 69,000, to 30,000, mm-hmm. to 50,000, and now has crashed to 43. If you were here this time last year, you're watching 9,000 to 43,000. This is not a crash. This is not a crash for anyone who bought a year ago. That is going to continually happen for the next decade. Everybody who buys in in the year of is going to get some heartburn. You're going to see that big drop. But if you hold it for over a year, you will be sitting there laughing like all of us other Bitcoiners have been doing for the last five years six years and pretty much anyone anyone you if you buy bitcoin today and you wait two years i think the max was three but i think the market is starting to become less volatile if you can hold on to that for two years you will not be down and you will have earned more interest on your money than had it been sitting in a savings account
0: so it's interesting my initial question was you know why bitcoin out of all the cryptocurrencies why is bitcoin the main character But it seems that Bitcoin is not just the the main character in the cryptocurrency story. It's the main character in the currency story.
1: Oh, man. Uh, I thought you... That is true. But I thought you were going to say, but it's also the villain.
0: Oh. And that's all we got for tonight's episode, folks. Tune in next time to find out why Bitcoin is also the villain. Oh, 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 oh oh, 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 oh